Welcome to Overnight Success You, episode 15. And today in class, I discuss how I would go about choosing the best merchant service provider for your business. What are the signs to look for and what questions you should ask during your research and discovery. As always, I'm Mark Forster, aka Professor Doughboy, here to walk through the curriculum. At OSU, we are here to help entrepreneurs from their beginning roots grow their mentors, mindset, and money through a better understanding of the journey, knowledge of the merchant service industry, and how all of this applies to your business. All right, today we have, in my opinion, several ways that I feel all of you should go about choosing the right merchant and choosing the best credit card processor for your business. So to get into it today, Really, the first thing to do is to truly decide which type of credit card processor you want to work with. So, as a quick example, if you're going to be accepting less than, honestly, I'd say, you know, $2,000 per month in credit card payments... This is actually where I will recommend a payment facilitator or aggregator, uh, companies such as Square or PayPal that charge that flat rate program with no monthly or annual fees on top, simply because the amount of volume and the transaction frequency Uh, is so sporadic, it just doesn't make sense in a monetary standpoint to really dive into a full-service merchant provider, okay? So again, although the percentage rate is higher in each sale, um, again, those fees, they they just become so irregular. It, It really is just, it doesn't matter. So once you get over that threshold, though, Absolutely, you're going to want to start working with a full-service credit card processor because the rates are lower um, with a lot, a lot of additional benefits on top of it. So let's get into considering how you should plan to accept your credit cards. Now, while you're planning, first and foremost... You know, let's speak on brick and mortar, okay? Are you going to be a brick and mortar location? And if so, you're either going to want a terminal for your countertop, possibly mobile card readers if it's something where you're walking around, if you're possibly a restaurant that needs not only the point of sale system, But also, if you want your waitresses and waiters to be walking around and actually delivering, you know, the mobile solution to the table. So 
these are things to think about if you plan to accept payments in multiple ways. That's another thing to think about. So I would think about, okay, am I going to have not only my brick and mortar location, but am I also going to be going online as well? You know, hey, am I on the go? Okay, am I, am I a food truck? Am I, am I out and about all the time? So be aware of your environment. That's the long story short. Be aware of your environment and be certain that you're looking for a processor that's going to support whatever method you choose to go into. If you already have a website or a point-of-sale system, or if you're planning to get one, you absolutely need to make sure that if you're migrating merchant processors, they're going to be compatible with that solution as well. Okay? All are very um, easy things, yet sometimes being that you guys are wearing multiple different hats, some of these easy things do tend to get overlooked. What I would also be doing, because there are a number, a number of different companies out there, for my experience, at a minimum, hey man, call up three, you know, get some different price quotes, okay? Most mobile credit card processors, they're going to post their rates and fees online. And some of the best full service processors will do the same. However, there are a many, many different cases where you're going to need to call companies and speak with sales reps in person um, in live time in order to get different pricing quotes or in order to request contracts that you guys can review. So even if the first processor you call offers you, you know, this tremendous deal, don't settle right away and be sure that you are calling a few more companies just so you're making yourself much more confident when you are making that decision. Um, because it's easy for us to fall in love with the first thing that we hear. Uh, but again, when it comes to payments, when it comes to your money, when it comes to your funding, do your due diligence. Um, and just call around. Make sure that you feel very comfortable with the people that you're going to be doing business with. While you're calling around, these are a couple of things that <clears throat> I would want to um, suggest. The first one being, when you're speaking to a company, always request interchange plus rates. So, this is something that you actually might have to specifically request um, as some, you know, especially if this is your first time around, some processors might go towards a tiered processing uh, payment structure. Um, but just know in the back of your mind that Interchange Plus is always going to be the most cost-effective pricing model. And it's really the one that 
all industry experts recommend. If somebody doesn't recommend it, just know that you're talking to an organization that is not going to be the professional partner you're looking for. So the rate that you get quoted, the rate is the processor's markup. And I know I've talked about this in the past. You know, the percentage and the per transaction fee, what people typically quote, that's the additional transaction and percentage on top of what's already published out there for the public, which is called interchange rates, okay? So again, to backstep very quickly, Visa and MasterCard put out interchange rates set by them and for them. Everyone's paying these. Remember, everyone's paying these. Whether you're Bob's Landscape down the street or you're McDonald's, you are all paying the same interchange fees. The plus part of that interchange is what you're paying to your merchant provider, okay? So other uh, pricing models, the markup is combined with the interchange rate. So that's where you can't really see how much you're actually paying the processor, which is why I'm not for those. And that's getting into those tiered rates that I talked about. It's it's more of an, an aggregated average rate. So you're not able to see the true fees that you're paying, which I suggest you go into that route of knowing those fees. It's, it's better for you on an educational standpoint, and it's also better for you in a negotiation standpoint, because let's face it, I'll be the first one to say it right now, being six years in the industry, the markup is 100% negotiable. It, it is the only part of that rate and that payment structure that you can actually negotiate. So these are numbers you're going to want to see in order for, again, that due diligence and that confidence in yourself as you're calling around to compare what that markup is with these other companies, all right? Now, that's one part um, of your fee structure, but there's more fees, and this is another conversation that you should be having with these sales reps to find out, look, I don't want to just know what my markup is. I want to know about all the other fees, all right? If you read online complaints about credit card processors, this is going to be the highlight of a majority of them. You're going to notice many are all about the undisclosed fees. So let's make sure that you're avoiding this problem. And let's make sure that not only are you speaking to the sales rep about them, but you're reading all the different parts of the contract to make sure you're getting highlights of what you can expect throughout the relationship, all right? So some of the frequently um, added fees that may not be disclosed right away are going to be a batch fee, a PCI compliance fee, there's chargeback fees, gateway fees, 
and then all of the different fixed fees that Visa and MasterCard will add on top. So let me try to explain a little bit of them just so you're prepared a little bit more while you're doing your homework and, and as you're doing your own due diligence, okay? So you may have a monthly statement fee. And that's kind of simple, right? The credit card processing company may or may not charge you a monthly statement fee to cover the expense of mailing you a statement. Uh, typically in, in the industry, you'll see it about $10 a month on average. Um, so just make sure that, look, if it's not disclosed, just bring it up. You know, Do you want your mail sent to you or not? It's simple, okay? There's application and setup fees. Um, these are very... I wouldn't say everybody does it. Um, for example, East Commerce Solutions is a company that I recommend. There are no application or setup fees, but you may face a fee by simply just applying for the processing service. You may face a fee by simply just setting up the equipment needed to make the transaction happen. All right? Be aware of these things. Monthly minimum fees. This refers to a minimum amount in fees the processing company must collect in any one month, okay? If you don't meet or exceed this minimum amount, the company will charge you to meet the minimum. Now, say, for example, the company's monthly minimum fee is $25, okay? If your total credit card transaction fees one month are only 20, the company is going to charge you five to make up the difference. So I hope that makes sense. I know I alluded to uh, this <clears throat> before, the, the gateway fee, access fee, okay? So for my online guys or for my phone order individuals, you know, people, th this card is not a present transaction for you. Some processors will charge you this monthly gateway fee for providing the gateway, which again, it's going to be your quote unquote terminal or your equipment to make sure that these transactions are going through online, whether it's through a shopping cart or whether it's you manually inputting them. And typically these fees are going to be anywhere from 10 to $30. For many companies, and it's getting a little bit more popular now that I've been in it six years. But when I first started, um, this was a very, very big thing. And that's the early termination fee. The early termination fee is going to be charged if you're in a contract. And like I said, nowadays, many companies are going month to month. But be aware of that early termination fee that some processors will 100% charge you if you term your contract early. And I have seen these things go from a few hundred to a thousand dollars in early termination fees. Some of them are very, very ridiculous. Please be sure that that's one thing. If you forget anything else, that should absolutely be one thing you write down and you do not forget to ask. And I just said month to month, okay? In my recommendation, guys, 
you should all have a merchant account that's month to month, 100%, okay? Because standard processing contracts, they're difficult. They're so difficult to get out of. And like I just talked to you about that early termination fee, they get expensive, unarduously expensive. So if you're going into a contract, you will find it's going to be between a year to three years. If you're doing your research properly, you want the flexibility of monthly terms, okay? It's going to allow you to move on if there ever becomes an issue with the service or if you end up finding better deals, if your rates go up, all of that, okay? Just keep in mind that processors want your business, right? Wouldn't you agree? Many sales reps want your business. I think you would agree to that as well. So just know that during your negotiation process, if they want your business bad enough, they're going to go to month-to-month terms. It's simple. It is simple. So before signing the application, make sure that the contract terms have been updated or that you have received a written waiver stating those month-to-month terms for you. All right. Now, we're really moving the ball along the field here. You know, you're doing your research. Um, You may be speaking about contracts. Don't neglect the equipment step, okay? My opinion, you may want to buy your processing equipment or you may want to go onto a monthly uh, rental fee for it. But try not to lease this stuff, okay? Because look, right now, basic processing equipment, it is very affordable. Buying it up front will save you a headache over this leasing option, okay? The number of people that I've spoken to that are in leases that may be five years long, right? I mean, again... Let, let me tell you, that, that would be the average length. Does, it doesn't even make sense. You're in a contract for three years, but you're leasing the equipment for five. It doesn't make any sense. You can get a terminal for anywhere between $100 to you know 400 maybe at the most, depending on all the specifics of it. There's no need to be blowing more than you know $3,000 leasing that terminal over the five years. Okay. It's just not a good idea at all. All right. Um, So please do yourself a favor, research the processing equipment, make sure it's EMV compliant, you know, make sure it has near field communication. Okay. All that that means is you can do your Google pay, your Apple pay, your wallets, all of that stuff. Just get the up to date um, technology and If the sales representative is really pushing for that lease, just know there's another company out there that will treat you a lot better and will not have you stuck in that type of option. There's other things you could be doing with your time than wasting it on a sales rep who doesn't have other options for you. Again, my opinion, take it or leave it. 
Um, I've just seen and read and been in deals where the leasing thing, it, it's just a nightmare to get around. When it comes to equipment, um, you're going to notice whether it's solicitation over the phone, solicitation in person, or, you know, you reached out, you're in your own due diligence phase and you're talking about equipment and you're going to be in a situation, 100%, I guarantee you, you're going to be in a situation where the company will offer you free equipment or have free placement programs, okay? There's going to be a few things you need to consider before you accept that option, such as whether you must sign, again, a lengthy processing contract to qualify for it, if the rates are going to be under a different fee program, what's the monthly insurance on it, what's the service on it, what's the maintenance on it, you need to understand Sometimes these quote-unquote free offers aren't always free, (laughs) all right? So just be aware if a sales rep is saying free, 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 hey, it might be a red flag that you want to kind of prepare for, or look, you're with a company that just really, again, wants to earn your business. So I would also make sure... um, before moving forward on a free offer, just figure out what the required return is. Um, and if there's like any restocking fees or any penalties when it comes to wear and tear, um, how long you've been using the equipment. So just be understanding of all of that as well. Now, finally, everything looks great. You're really feeling comfortable with the company. You have done a tremendous amount of due diligence. You're starting to understand not only what the markup is, what other fees are, what your term length is, all of that. The last piece that I will 100% ask of you to do is to understand how helpful their customer support team is. Let me ask you. What if you run into technical problems with your credit card machine, right? What if you have questions about your monthly billing statement, such as, the again, maybe the fees get confusing when you first get your statement. You don't know how to read those. You need to make sure you're hiring a payments provider with 24-7 customer support and a direct help desk from an account representative to really solve these issues. It's been in my experience that many times business owners get involved with a provider that subs all of their support to a third-party company. And it's impossible. The wait time, again, you guys are running your own business. You do not need to be on the phone on hold for an hour to try to get an answer resolved. Maybe your terminal goes down. What then? You're going to wait on the phone for an hour to try to get somebody to pick it up? Do you have a local representative that could pick up the phone 
in five minutes and see if they can troubleshoot it over the phone? Do you have a local representative that, hey, I'm down, can get to you that day to swap out your equipment? Fees and costs are absolutely critical. I get that. At the end of the day, I will say one thing. It may be a little bit more worth it to pay extra fees to avoid unreliable and downright confusing service for your business. The last thing you guys need to do is to worry whether you're going to go down, is to worry if you're going to get funded in time, is to worry who can I turn to when I have my questions and how fast can they get resolved. Those are what I would look out for when it comes to choosing a merchant. I suggest that you have your research done. I suggest that you have notes that you want to speak to your sales representative or potential sales representative about. Remember, I get it because I'm in it. (laughs) This industry, it's, it's a commodity and I get that. However, this is your business. This is your money. You work hard for it. Do not take the payments, the technology, and the partner you decide to go with, do not take that lightly. Be with a company that is there to support your business. Be with a company that is there to stay with you and grow with you and develop a relationship with you. Hopefully this helps. If you have questions, you already know what to do. Instagram, text message, Facebook, I'm available, guys. Mark Forster, Professor Doughboy, class dismissed. Thanks for listening to Overnight Success You with Mark Forster, a.k.a. Professor Doughboy. If you like our show, go ahead, leave us a review on iTunes, and be sure to follow me on Instagram at TheMarkForster for daily content and insight into the day-to-day journey. There, you can also find resources I've provided for access to the OSU community along with the opportunity to schedule time on my calendar to talk further and go more in depth as to what challenges you're facing in business and life. Until next week, class dismissed.